Big weekend, the King's birthday weekend, yeah, and the big huge. freeze, yeah, has become an enormous part of the year, and really, in our sporting psyche, of course, but but also the beacon, I think, of everything Aussies do well as a society, and that's coming together to support a, a common cause. Now, in this case, trying to eradicate the beast that is motor neurone yep. disease, which I couldn't believe. So tomorrow, it's ninth year. Yeah, I know. It's incredible, yes. Uh, um, it's been an amazing thing. I've been involved uh, from the start. I've been the inaugural chairman. Um, I relinquished that role to Mike Snyder, who's doing a wonderful job. He's the MD of Bunnings. Mike's uh, doing a mighty job. But, yeah, it's extraordinary. From the day we sort of dreamt all this up, we had no idea, none, including Neil, that it ended up like this. It's quite extraordinary. The idea for the slide and the ice bath at the bottom, how did it come about? Well... I'd have to give a lot of credit to a guy called Rod Curtis, who's an advertising guy. He helps me on rule and still helps MMD. Um, he actually sort of came up with the concept with a few other guys and it sort of got legs. But the first, Firstly, we thought it was a fairly stupid idea, people sliding down logistically stupid and how would it work? And to Lewis Martin, who been on our board since the start at seven. He embraced the idea and their creative team, Gary and Co, sort of put it all together. When you, So when you see the blue beanies getting around this time of the year and they multiply day upon day, what sort of feeling does it give you, Bill? Oh, it's quite incredible. I mean, you see them everywhere. I'm spoiled. I've, you know, I've seen them in Brooklyn. I've seen them in London. Uh, it's quite extraordinary. Mm. The um, And it's just more and more, if, if you watch TV, people doing things, you know, news services. There's so many people wearing the beanies. And I think you'll see, you know, I'd be quietly confident we'll get 90,000 people plus subject to weather on... Um, King's birthday, and I reckon you'll see so many beanies it'll be mind-boggling. So, so this time every year as well, those of us who don't know Neil Danaher anywhere near as well as what you do, get a look, I guess, at how he's holding up and his yep. state of health. A bloody unbelievable how tough that bugger is. Uh, so for those who are unfamiliar, how far back do you go with Neil Danaher? Oh, well, I was involved uh, uh, in the selection panel to appoint Neil as coach whenever that was. I can't remember how many years 96. ago. So I actually interviewed Ninety-seven. story. I went yep. over to Neil was with the um, the footy chief of the West Coast Eagles and I flew over to um, Perth to interview him. There was four of us on the interview panel at Melbourne and I was sort of doing the personality side of it. Anyway, I flew over to interview Perth. Had a fairly big night the night before and I was having breakfast with Neil. Had a shocking hangover. <laughs> Anyway, Neil marches in in some coffee shop, and I felt like, you know, S-H-I-T. And Neil actually interviewed me. It was quite funny. When I finished, uh, Cameron Swab, I think, was the CEO at the time. He said, how'd that go? And I said, well, I don't know. I think Neil ended up interviewing me, not the other way around. Anyway, cut a long story. He got the job. I was his footy director for a long time. Uh, We became very close friends, and we had a lot of fun. You did, and you are. Yeah. Friendship developed from there. Yeah. It was once written, I, I note, that uh, the one hails from a sprawling country farm and one is a Turak Toff. But your yep. differences in background haven't stopped you carving out a remarkable... No, Neil loves that and we're pretty lucky. We have uh, we have a lot of laughs together. I keep reminding him he's meant to die five years ago and yep. we've raised all this money. And uh, now we have a lot of good banter and uh, he, en- he enjoys rubbishing me and vice versa. Yeah, so he was diagnosed with MND in 2013. His diagnosis, I think, was made public the following year, 2014. It's been a long war with something that he, he knows he can't beat. So. Yep. How has he possibly been able to do that while at the same time being a very public face of it? I just, I I marvel at that. No, it's extraordinary. And I do still to this day. I mean, the life expectancy of somebody with vitamin D is about 25 months. So when he got diagnosed, you know, he knows he's smart enough to have read all that. So, but no, Neil's got an incredible, he's got beliefs too. He's, he believes in things. 
So he's got strong principles as a man. So he's not, I don't think Neil's scared of his fate, ultimately. Uh, but I mean, that's really up for him to answer. But he's just had a resilient, and he tells this story that when he got diagnosed on the plane from Perth to Melbourne, I think he texted me, another mate of mine, Don McClarty, who probably at the time very close to him that he's got this terrible thing and he'll talk about it when he arrives in Melbourne. And he mentally, from getting on the plane in Perth from the three and a half hour trip, uh, by the time he got off the plane, he'd, he had a mindset, well, that's it, I'm going to fight this. There's no point in, um, you know, I've got two ways to go. Go home, feel sorry for myself or fight it. And that's what he's done. But he is, whenever we, f- whenever I think... And I've got some my own health battles. And when I think of Neil, it just gives you so much strength to have such a positive, you know, there's no point in. So he's a very powerful man. And mm. that expression he uses, which he used to use as a coach, play on, um, which is one of his great mantras when he was coaching Melbourne Albury. We sometimes played on very badly, I hasten to add, <laughs> but sometimes very well. But we always played on. And that yeah. was, that's been his sort of motto. People say to me, and I sort of look at them blankly, I say, well, why do you do what you do, Mark? You got time and wellness. Why don't you just take off your bucket list, enjoy life, you haven't got long left. Why do you do this? What <coughs> keeps you resilient? Why do you persevere? Where do you get the resolve from? And it all comes back to I'm really clear on why. With five MD as you see up there, what drives me is not about me. That's not called the Neil Danaher Foundation. That's called Fight. MND. It's about others. The disease will get me, I know. But why I do it is that two or three people will die today while I'm talking to you. And two or three will die tomorrow. And two or three died yesterday. And what drives me is it's curable. This is curable. I can't accept that right now there's no treatment or cure. And that drives me to go, well, what can I do? Might not help me, but what can I do that might make it better for others? And I think there's something in that for you guys too. In football, there's an element of self to get the best out of yourself. There's an element of that that's true to everyone. You want to be the best you can be. And there's a continuum of you looking at self. Over there selfish and over there selfless on that line. And nothing great can get done with selfish people. Nothing. So where do you sit on that? To be great together, you have to be over here. Selfless. And where that sits with you, you can say whatever you like, but your teammates know by what you do. By what you do. I'm really clear on what drives me. And with that, being resilient and handling adversity and having resolve becomes second nature. I know I have setbacks, I know I'll get worse. And people say, why don't you pick up the bucket list? Why don't you go and just do what you want to do? In a sense, be selfish. That doesn't give me any meaning or purpose. That gives me no drive. What drives me is, how can I help people? 
there's a sign. When all's said and done, more is said than done. And the mark of a person is not what you say, it's what you do. The question I'm going to leave you with is, well, what are you going to do the next time you play? What will you do? I'm not interested in you too much. I'm not all that interested in what you say. They're interested in what are you going to do? Good luck, boys. Thank you. So as we sit here in June of 2023, can I ask you how he's going? How's yeah, he he's, uh, look, he can't talk, uh, but he sends me, I could show you my phone, I would get six texts a week, I reckon. Still sharp as a text? And it's some of it's a summary of the Melbourne games. You know, Viney shouldn't be there and the coach should have done that and I can't believe uh, and others about uh, So he, he, he communicates that in one way. He uses his little finger, but he struggles with that now. So he, modern technology, he uses his eyes on a, um, uh, 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 you know, a type thing where he looks at the numbers on the screen and he just blink and he can do a 10-page email in about five minutes. It's quite extraordinary. It's all about his eyes looking at the letters on the uh, screen. But as far as walking, where Neil's lucky is obviously a stupid term for somebody that's got MMD, but he's kept his legs. Most people with MMD, they go down fairly quickly in the legs and end up in a wheelchair, and that really starts the rot setting in. So he still walks, and he's a stubborn bastard. Yeah. You know, we did the launch in the city of the MM, you know, the beanies, and I'm walking with Neil. I've got my new shoulder in, and he's bounced out of the blocks like, and I said, for Christ's sake, slow down. He's marching up Collins Street or something like a, he's in the store gift. I, I might be putting you on the spot with this question before we break. The search for a cure, can you educate us to where that at, is well, at? Look, there's, there's some wonderful research going on. It's difficult. I mean, yeah. uh, Alzheimer's. They haven't found front of brain things are very hard, but there are some very positive steps. We're a long way from a cure. I wouldn't pretend to anything else, but I think we're making enormous progress on finding out what causes it, how to slow it, and that's the first step in these sort of disease. So it's a long road, but we're making definitely making some inroads. That's why we need to keep the research mm. up, keep the fun funding going, um, and we'll get there one day.